Hi there, welcome to See It or Shove It. I'm your host, Greg, and I'm here again this week to give you my thoughts on the latest movies playing in theaters and streaming on your TV. Also this week, Be Kind Rewind looks at the film you voted for. For our featured movies this week, Agatha Christie's famed detective tries to solve another murder, Nicolas Cage has his life upended when his granddaughter arrives, and a troubled teen escapes danger by going to camp. Let's get started. Up first, Detective Hercule Poirot travels to Venice where he encounters strange spirits on Halloween. This is a haunting in Venice. The contractor's here. Somebody is dead. No one shall leave this place until I know who did it. A ghost killed her. There must be a rational answer for all of this. Just admit that you are up against something bigger than you. You were saying... Based on Agatha Christie's Halloween party, Oscar winner Kenneth Branagh moves the setting from London to Venice, where famed detective Hercule Poirot is trying to live a retired life free of the mysteries he has been known to solve with expert precision. That is, until he's approached by Aradame Oliver, played by Tina Fey. Oliver is a crime novelist whose sales have slumped, and she invites the detective to attend a Halloween night seance at a haunted palazzo. She is hoping that the event will lead to her next bestseller. After a children's party ends, the fun begins with the arrival of a medium named Joyce Reynolds, played by Oscar winner Michelle Yeoh. Reynolds is there to communicate with Alicia Drake, the dead daughter of the palazzo's owner and former opera singer Rowena Drake, played by Kelly Riley. Also gathered for the journey to the other side are a PTSD-suffering wartime surgeon named Leslie Ferrer, played by Jamie Dornan, his socially awkward son Leopold, played by his Belfast co-star Jude Hill, Rowena's housekeeper Olga, played by Camille Cotton, Alicia's former boyfriend Maxime, played by Kyle Allen, and Mrs. Reynolds' assistant's war refugee siblings Desdemona and Nicholas Holland, played by Emma Laird and Ali Khan. When the night's events turn tragic, each of them is a suspect in Poirot's eyes and no one leaves until the mystery is solved. When I saw the trailer, I predicted it would be a see-it, and I give this film a... See-it! This film was briskly paced at a mere 107 minutes, and because of that, the action moved along quite quickly and kept me engaged throughout. The acting was all very good, with the possible exception of Tina Fey, who just kind of seemed out of her element in this role. And she wasn't horrible, but she didn't seem to be on the level as those around her. The thing that Branagh did with this movie that was stunning to me was how he shot it with his camera. The extreme angles and off-center framing of the actors it added to the tension and almost claustrophobic aura of the film, and it really heightened my enjoyment of it. It was an excellent choice. Of the three Agatha Christie adaptations that Branagh has directed, this one to me was the best of the three. However, if he's going to keep making more, uh, the studio needs to start splurging for a bigger cast. There's no one in this cast that I would consider a box office draw, and I think that plays a part in the underwhelming receipts it got this past weekend. 
Regardless, I hope there's more Agatha Christie adaptations coming our way. In the meantime, go see this one. It's fun. Next, Oscar winner Nicolas Cage gets the shock of his life when his granddaughter arrives in grave danger. This is the retirement plan. I haven't seen my daughter, and now her daughter shows up on my front doorstep and not a word. I think my parents are in some kind of trouble. Oh, Ashley's in trouble. What is it this time? Get on that flight and do not come back without my hard drive. Purpose for your visit? Pleasure. Lay low for a few minutes. Welcome to the island. I'm losing my patience. Oh, no, no. Boom. Kills him. I just got out of here with my life. Did you shoot me? In this film, Cage plays a long-haired, drunk beach bum living in the Cayman Islands, living a dream life. However, one day his granddaughter, Sarah, whom he has never met, arrives at his doorstep looking for help after her mother has sent her there to escape a crime ring who is looking for a USB drive containing incriminating information. Sarah, played by Talia Campbell, has no idea what the situation is, nor does she know her mother has hidden the drive in her backpack. When she arrives, she looks for either Matt Robbins or Jim Benton. It turns out those names are the same person. It's her grandfather, and he used those names in the past as a government assassin. Because of the complicated history between him and her mother, Ashley, played by Ashley Green, Sarah is eager to learn about her grandfather for the first time since her mother had told her he was dead. Things get very messy soon when Ashley arrives the next day escorted by members of the crime ring, including Bobo, played by Ron Perlman. Soon Matt learns the levels of danger that his daughter and granddaughter are in and sees it as a chance to redeem himself to Ashley by doing all he can to get her out of this mess. Will it work? I give this film a... See it! I went into this thinking it was going to be another low-level Nicolas Cage throwaway action film. And in some ways it is, but it's a very entertaining one. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to look back at the filmography of Nicolas Cage and include The Retirement Plan as one of his best works, but it is much better than I thought it was going to be. The action is very tight, and it keeps you hooked in throughout by constantly having the characters in danger. It also peppers in a lot of humor, which provides some levity throughout all the gunfire and bloody battles that they do. Cage plays his beach bum role quite well, and Perlman does a good job balancing the inner conflict he has between his job and the person he wants to be. The script isn't the strongest script I've seen this year, and there are moments where I was like, that doesn't even make any sense. But for the most part, this was a pleasant way to spend an afternoon at the movies. If you like action movies and or Nicolas Cage, I think you're going to enjoy this. Finally, a wayward teen becomes the target of criminals and goes off to camp to hide. This is Camp Hideout. Are you ready for the best week of your life? That was everybody's first full day of camp. This whole thing isn't really my scene. I'm Becky, with a B. I'm Noah, with a no. Oh, okay. You are in with the aardvarks. We used to have a bit of a bladder control problem. 
Anyway. A child prodigy who is described by his computer teacher as potentially problematic. Ethan Drew plays Noah, a young teen who finds himself on the wrong side of the law one too many times. The last time involved stealing a gaming device from a technology company containing classified information. As part of his punishment, a social worker played by Amanda Layton enrolls him in a summer camp for youth. After arriving at the camp, Noah is taken under the wing of Jake, played by Corbin Bloom. However, camp manager Falco, played by legendary actor Christopher Lloyd, knows that something is up with Noah and finds that he has brought along his gaming device, a device that Noah has realized is the classified device rather than his own personal one. Also realizing this are the crooks he helped who are now determined to somehow infiltrate the camp to hunt down Noah and claim their device back. Noah is soon forced to make friends with the fellow campers to overcome the bad guys. I give this film a... Shove it. This was an unfunny, poorly written, poorly directed piece of garbage. I know that it's meant for kids and had a faith-based undertone to it, but it just wasn't very good at all. I can't imagine any kid enjoying this movie. It gave me the feeling that it belonged more on the Disney Channel than in the movie theaters, and that's even pushing it. And considering there were only three people at my showing on a Saturday, it doesn't look like kids are flocking to see this movie either. Never once did I doubt how it would end, but that's not really the point of these types of movies. But at least they, it could have been entertaining, which this one was not in the slightest. There are plenty of better options for you to show your kids fun, adventurous movies than this one, so go ahead and skip it. That's it for this week's featured films. To recap, A Haunting in Venice is in theaters now and is a see-it, and it is my pick of the week. The Retirement Plan is in theaters now and is a see-it, and Camp Hideout is in theaters now and is a shove-it. So, let's move on to the segment where I let you know the latest titles that are now available for home viewing. Let's get to now streaming. In Mafia Mama, Oscar nominee Tony Collette stars as a woman who has left full control of an Italian mafia, much to her dismay. I thought it was a cute, fun movie. Nothing of great substance, but enjoyable nonetheless. It is now available on Showtime. To hear my full review, listen to episode 74. My favorite film of the year so far is John Wick, Chapter 4. It is an incredibly shot and incredibly well-paced thrill ride of a film. If you enjoyed the previous chapters, you will love this one. It is available on Stars. To hear my full review, listen to episode 71. Now it's time to find out which film you voted for in my segment, Be Kind, Rewind. Continuing on my series where I take the 52-week movie challenge, this week's topic was a film featuring a natural disaster. And your choices were Twister, The Poseidon Adventure, and Armageddon. You voted, and as of this recording, you chose Armageddon. Hitting a rock on the outside won't do the job. So we nuke this thing from the inside? Ah, we drill. We're bringing the world's best deep core driller. United States government has just asked us to save the world. We're talking about space, right? Outer space? This is like deep blue hero stuff. I'm there. I'm with 
up, Scotty. I want all of you listening to know that everything that can be done to wage this terrible battle is being called into service. May we all see these events through with the courage worthy of this challenge. Starring Bruce Willis, Liv Tyler, and Oscar winners Ben Affleck and Billy Bob Thornton, Armageddon is about a space crew who is sent on a mission after NASA discovers an asteroid that is heading straight toward Earth. The only way to avert disaster is to drill into its surface and detonate a a nuclear weapon. So NASA recruits Harry Stamper, played by Willis. Stamper is regarded as the world's best deep-core oil driller. He is now in charge of training the crew, which includes Affleck's character AJ, a young, immature astronaut whom Stamper wants to keep away from his daughter Grace, played by Tyler. Grace and AJ have had a secret love affair that has just been discovered by Stamper. When NASA head Dan Truman, played by Thornton, informs the crew of the dire situation, the crew must race to secure the planet before chaos and panic take over. Released on July 1st, 1998, and directed by Big Bang blockbuster director Michael Bay, Armageddon was an instant hit with audiences, grossing $553 million worldwide. Critics, however, were not as kind, with one calling it lovely to look at, but about as intelligent as the asteroid that serves as the movie's antagonist. Production on the film was quite rocky, as is usually the case for Michael Bay productions, Bay is known as an intense and sometimes terrifying director. Apparently Willis had such a miserable time working on the film that he has refused to ever work with Bay again. Other cast members knew what they were signing up for. When asked why he did the film, actor Steve Buscemi responded, Because I wanted a bigger house. The producers successfully persuaded NASA into allowing Bay to shoot in parts that were normally restricted by the space agency, allowing for more authenticity in the film. Despite the critical flogging it received, Armageddon received four Academy Award nominations for Best Sound, Best Sound Effects, Editing, Best Visual Effects, and Best Original Song for the Diane Warren-penned song, I Don't Want to Miss a Thing, which became a signature number one song for the rock group Aerosmith. If you want to watch Armageddon, it's available to stream on Max. Next week's Be Kind Rewind topic is a film set in my location, which is Orlando, Florida. Your choices are Marvin's Room, Ernest Saves Christmas, and Jaws 3D. Come to my Instagram at Seedershavit to vote for which film I should focus on, and the post with the most likes will be next week's segment. So that's it for this episode of Seedershavit. It was just a short little episode for you this week and thank you so much for taking the time to listen to it support your local theaters by going to see some of the movies i reviewed this month and while you're at it share my podcast with your movie and tv loving friends and family don't forget you can drop me a line at theatershoveit at gmail.com and follow me on instagram and letterboxd at theatershoveit and you can also rate me wherever you get your podcasts Come back next week to hear my thoughts on all the new releases, including the return of the action pack in Expendables 4 and the independent thriller It Lives Inside. Thanks again, everyone, and have a great week. This episode of Theater Shove It was recorded in Orlando, Florida, and is produced by Gregory G. Productions. Music by Mysterio Music. All rights reserved. <laughs>